Welcome everybody to the Anthony Irwin Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, it's a it's a really special one. To be completely honest, it's it's a, it's a good show. It's already recorded. It's already put together. Uh, we are going to start with my buddy Aaron Larsoul because he and I have a special announcement for the Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed. I'm not going to give that away quite yet. You're going to have to listen for that. And then on the other side of that conversation, I welcomed Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News. Uh, to preview Lakers Nets this season as part of this uh, contender series that we have been going through thus far. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump to all of that good stuff here in a bit. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? All right, I am joined now by Aaron Larsoul, close friend of the various shows I've done over the years. Really good friend just in general, like one of my favorite people in uh, the Lakers sphere. Uh, he is of the Lakers, and uh, the big announcement for today is that he is now of this podcast feed. Aaron, how you doing, bud? Better than I deserve, and look at that that intro. Thank you. I, I, this may be the highlight of uh, of my time here of all of the podcasting. <laughs> it might it might not be any better than that. So I'm doing I'm doing well. Yesterday uh, yesterday was my birthday, so uh, I am still recovering as we record this, but. Uh, <laughs> Aside from that, I'm, I'm doing really well. Thank you. We, we're all doing some recovering. We, we, uh, we weren't in the same place, unfortunately. We, we had the chance of being at the, in the same place over the weekend, and, and unfortunately, the plans didn't necessarily work out. But we, we were able to take a shot. Actually, Jeannie, if you're listening, of your Sincoro, uh tequila that, um, to, to right. celebrate and commemorate uh, this occasion. I'm really excited uh, about the, the show that we're going to be doing. It's called The Hook, which is a play, obviously, back to uh, Kareem, the hook shot at 12. Uh, LeBron has brought out a hook shot uh, in, in recent years, which is really fun. I miss Kyle Kuzma's. Yeah, the hook little shot. running hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I really love, you know, he stopped doing that for some reason. But uh, yeah, that's that's basically the premise of the show is it's a national show, but this is a Lakers feed. We are all Lakers fans, and uh, the the focus is going to be on how the things that happen around the NBA impact uh, the Lakers. So that's really exciting. I want to just give people an, a, a a look into what Aaron brings to the table, and it's it's a lot more than I do. Um, previously worked with the Blazers, right? That was. Indeed. Yep. And and uh and Houston, if I have that correct as no, well. It's, uh, so I did I did a little bit of freelancing with the Warriors, but mostly it's been uh the Lakers and uh and the Blazers. A tiny bit of a tiny bit of stuff for for the Warriors, um little TV and radio stuff for the Warriors. Uh but before that I was in Portland for longer than I would like to admit. I loved I love being around the team. I loved working for the team, but uh Portland is not my favorite city. So uh but I was there for a long time. Uh, did some special projects in, in basketball operations, uh, did a, like did some scouting, did some stats work, did a whole bunch of stuff with the Blazers. Um, and then obviously uh, the last handful of years with the Lakers. And that's why one of the reasons I'm really excited about the show, I love talking Lakers. And that's obviously 
my focus and will be the focus of of our show. But being able to kind of look around the league is also really exciting to me, too, because I'm a basketball junkie and a basketball nerd, and I follow very closely what's going on around the rest of the league. So to be able to talk about that in addition to the Lakers and how everything, as you said, going on around the league impacts the Lakers, I think is going to be a lot of fun. And look, we're just going to sit around and and talk shit and talk basketball and and hang out. So I'm really excited to uh, to get going. And I'm irritated that we're not recording yet. We're recording this, but I'm irritated we're not recording our show because I got some takes I want to get off. Dude, I have some thoughts. There's a lot going on somehow. Still in the NBA. Our first show and every show is going to air Friday afternoons. So if you're looking for a reason to just kind of go sit in the bathroom with your nine to five and, and just get away and listen to something while you're in there, we'll, our, our show will offer that opportunity to you. Uh, you drive home from work. Uh, we are going to have you covered there. Uh, and and give you again that look at the league and at the Lakers and all of that good stuff. And yeah, I mean the 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 vibe of the show, Aaron, you and I are pretty similar in that like we just we like to have a good time. We we like to we like to uh, celebrate the league and and have fun with the league and stuff. And and so it's going to be a light weekly show. And uh, I can't wait, man. I can't. I I was I was thrilled to be able to to bring you on here. I was thrilled that you were available, and 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 uh, you've always been really good with with everything that we've been doing here over the years. So I, it's a great get. I'm telling you guys, you're really going to enjoy Aaron, and then you know, occasionally you're going to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was like half a shade lighter, if I had a little bit less melanin uh, in my, then I would be blushing at how nice you're being to me. <laughs> but I don't think I'm physically capable of, of, of such things. So I am not blushing, uh, as you can see, Anthony, but I, I would be if I was capable of such things. And I think, I, I think I have just decided, as you were talking about, you know, the drive home, I have decided that th- there's going to be a happy hour element to our show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, people listen as they're, as they're going to happy hour. Uh, you, you don't want to be in your car after happy hour. So take an Uber or Lyft or something, mm-hmm. but it's going to be my excuse to, uh, call it a happy hour kind of thing, just so I can probably have a couple cocktails while we're recording. That- so if we can record like it, well, you know, you're you're in a different time zone, but at least for my time zone, if as long as we can record after like nine a.m. <laughs> uh, Pacific time, I'll feel okay about you know having a couple Sincoros or maybe a Hennessy or something while we're while we're talking hoops. And that'll probably you'll probably get so. the better old the better old stories out of me that way. All the stuff that I probably shouldn't be telling. Yeah, from, we're gonna, we're gonna, from the Blazer days, or or frankly, from from the Laker days too. Yeah, there's gonna be there is gonna be a storytelling element of this. Uh, there is going to be. I'm going to tell you guys uh, heading into it. There will be libations on both of our from from both sides of this microphone here, and then uh, and then occasionally when the Lakers get out and travel, hopefully you're out here closer to 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 my edge of the woods, and we can uh, we can record in person and and, and have those drinks in in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I am. I'm looking forward to it, brother. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm definitely planning on the Dallas trip. Although that's a little bit of a drive for you, but the, the Dallas trip, I think it's. I want to say it's December fifteenth. I think is mm-hmm. uh, is Lakers at Dallas. Um, actually, the last time. Well, I was just in Dallas last weekend to watch my Cal Bears lose to TCU. So I'm a little bit miserable about that uh, still. <laughs> but the last, I think, the time I was in Dallas previous to that was. Um, was uh, the the Danny Green three from LeBron at Senate to overtime? Is the great uh, that screen was, that Dwight set? Uh, that is one word for it. <laughs> uh, 
we've been watching obviously yesterday was the first uh, full Sunday of NFL season. And I just talked about the college football. I, I mean, I, I think Dwight would have gotten called for holding by about every official in the NFL. And college been a personal football. Foul. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly unnecessary roughness. Maybe. Uh, but exactly. uh, yeah, so that was, that was the last time I was in Dallas and that, that, that was a, a lot of fun and, and a great time. So uh lakers basketball in dallas is a lot of fun um i don't like san antonio very much but uh that's 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 obviously sort of in your neck of the woods also um and houston i don't think is at all but uh yeah there's there's definitely a a large lakers presence uh in texas so i'm planning to go out for the for the at least for the game in dallas so we'll have to do the show in person there yeah i think my my in-laws are supposed to be in town around that time of year that you're talking about because it's kind of close to Jen's birthday. So it gives me an excuse to drive and leave this house for like a day or a night. And so. nobody will be monitoring your alcohol consumption, which also helps. No. Well, I mean, it goes way up regardless while they're in town. So that's, just, <laughs> that's, just, that's just how that goes. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, that is the big announcement. That's the big news here that uh, the hook is going to be coming to you guys every Friday afternoon. Um, and Aaron and I are going to be uh, the, the voices behind that, uh, working on logos, working on on everything, and we'll have everything ready to go for you guys. This coming Friday will be the first episode of that. Can't wait for it. Aaron, thank you very much. My pleasure. Looking forward to it, brother. Let's go. All right. So that's the news with Aaron. Let's take a quick second. And when we come back, I will come back with Christian Winfield to to preview the Lakers Nets season series this upcoming season. They're the Two likeliest teams to face off in the finals. A lot of great stuff to get to. Let's get to it here in a bit. All right. So we are joined now by Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News. We've spoken once before back when uh, D'Angelo Russell went to uh, Brooklyn, and then he was, I think, going to be a free agent, and the Lakers were, I guess, interested at one point. That was the last time you and I spoke. Christian, I'm going wow. to go ahead and start by apologizing for making it so long between conversations. Wow. We've had a whole, you know what I'm saying? Almost life ending global pandemic that's hit us since the last time we spoke. And that's not funny, but that just goes to show how much things have changed since the last time we, we, we chopped it up, man. These teams have changed significantly too, right? Like when yeah. you guys traded us D'Angelo Russell, he was supposed to be the franchise centerpiece, right? Like, so we're building a, we're building a team around D'Angelo Russell and look what we got now. <laughs> completely uh new cores they the the lakers i think at that time still didn't have anthony davis they um we, they were trying to convince us that lebron was going to be patient with the kids and that lasted a single season and <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so they tried to convince them. they tried to convince us kd and Kyrie were going to be patient with the kids in brooklyn too and guess what Harris is out in indiana jared allen's in cleveland <laughs> it's crazy it's, it always goes the opposite way of what they say right they say oh we're gonna be patient no let's flow. yeah it's great well it, it turns out that like the timelines change a little bit because of <laughs> where certain players are and expectations that come along with players teaming up and all of that and and that's actually a perfect kind of uh prep for for where this conversation is we we have done uh one version of this series already here across the pod feed where uh, I'm talking to various people who cover the other contenders that the Lakers are going to be going up against. I consider Brooklyn the Lakers' uh, toughest competition out there. Sure. I, if anything, I would probably consider the Nets uh, actually favorites heading into this season because of roster makeup. Is that the vibe that 
that you're getting out there? How, how confident are, are the Nets or the people surrounding the Nets that you've spoken to thus far? I mean, the Nets have been as confident as they were up until the moment Kyrie Irving landed on Giannis Antetokounmpo's ankle, right? I think everyone knew at that point that that series could have gone either way, uh, especially when you had James Harden in the mix and he was playing on basically one hamstring. And people over there talking about, oh, he put up in there, triple-double, played all these minutes at game seven. Man was playing on one on one leg pretty much, and the Bucs were still guarding the full length of the floor. And, and I, I bring that up to say, you know, if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt, I, I think we can – I think it's a fair assumption that the Nets go on to win the championship, right? They're going to go against the Hawks and get the Hawks out of here. And then mm-hmm. you go up against a Phoenix Suns teams. And I think that the Nets just outmatched the Suns at basically every position except center. And they, they figured out a way to, to play around that shortcoming. So I think the Nets are, are just as confident, if not more confident, because, I mean, you replace Spencer Dinwiddie, who wasn't even on your roster with Patty Mills, which is an amazing, amazing pickup. Uh, especially mm-hmm. considering the offseason he had leading Team Australia to bronze for the first time uh, in their men's basketball history. That's just a great pickup. Um, they add a bunch of other defensive-minded players. I mean, they, they still have uh, some holes they need to fill. They're telling us that they want to be a team that switches everything on defense. Um, and you bring in, like, Marcus Aldridge, who's great offensive talent, but we watched him play a little bit of basketball here uh, before he retired abruptly due to his heart condition. And he's not the most versatile uh, mobile big man defensively. You know, you, you get Paul Millsap as well, who is a little bit more mobile, but still getting up there in age. So I, I think there's still a couple holes that this, this team wants to fill. But Cam Thomas, another steal. Um, I, I think this team is rightfully confident confident about what they want to do. I think they. I think Kevin Durant said it right before, right, <laughs> literally as soon as they lost. When he sat down, he goes, "Hey, man, my, I, we, I was one inch shy of sending yeah. those guys home on that shot." You know, half so a, I half think a shoe size. Feel, exactly. <laughs> I think they still feel just as confident as the, and even, if not more, because now you you add a guy like Patty Mills, you add a guy like like Cam Thomas. I mean, rookie probably isn't going to play that much, but if somebody gets hurt, that's what that's what everything hinged on last season. If somebody gets hurt, this team is in trouble. Well, if somebody gets hurt now, you've got a little bit more depth to play with. So uh, I, I think the Nets are, are in a great spot, and they should be confident. Um, and now it's just about actually handling the business right it's 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 right it's, it's good to see it on paper just as you know it's good to see this lakers roster on paper now it's the day-to-day approach to making sure that you know i think that these teams need to try to get that number one seed i think these teams try to downplay yeah. how important that number one seed is but if the nets were the number one seed last year they probably still i think they, they'd still be nba champions right now because you don't meet the bucks in the second round right you mm-hmm. you, you play a different you end up playing philly or I mean, not philly you end up playing uh atlanta whoever it is so it, I, I think both of these teams need to shoot for that number one seed and i'm going on here but I think either way, I think they are they're rightfully confident in how talented they are because they're talented. You can see it on paper. Yeah, they're they're freaking stacked and they have an identity. It's what's what's one thing that I'm really looking forward to with these two teams playing against each other is the the identities are so different for a long time. I think we're heading in a direction where a lot of the identities, the approaches to scoring, the approaches to trying to find success on a basketball court we're becoming right. a little too similar uh, across, especially the elite echelons of teams. And because the Lakers are basically turning the clock back with uh, their smash mouth basketball that they're trying to uh, play with next year, right. you are going to have two very different styles here where Brooklyn is, is uh, they're going to have some of the best spacing. They are even if, even if they don't really look at it from a perspective of like, yes, this is the goal we want to, use spacing and analytics and all of those things. 
uh, they that's how they're going to play. And the Lakers are going to be the opposite of that. They're going to try to just beat everybody with a hammer time and time and time again. I'm really looking forward to the to the, the clashing styles here between the two teams. That said, though, I it's kind of hard to get excited about like any kind of a rivalry right now. Like anything that they anything that happens over the course of the season is is like it's all completely fresh. These two organizations are pretty apathetic against it uh, about each other. I know LeBron and Kevin Durant is like a pseudo rivalry just because they're both at the top of the sport. And I know you have the former OKC connection there with Russ and KD and Harden. Uh, but, but overall it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a 2k rivalry, right? Where the, the, the matchups, the <laughs> players are there, but it's not really, it really doesn't feel, it doesn't feel tangible quite yet. Do you think it can get to a point there if it isn't there already? Yeah, I think that first preseason game, I think the NBA knew exactly what they were doing. And that for that preseason game is going to build a little bit of that rivalry. Right. And I think some of that is just going to be embedded in that LeBron and KD rivalry. Remember, LeBron got KD first. He, he beat him as a member of the Heat when they, when uh, KD and Harden got KD and Harden uh, when they when they played the Thunder in the, in the finals when both of those guys were on different teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then KD got him back twice with those shots uh, on the Warriors. Hit him hit him right in the finals, I believe, from the same spot, uh, game winning or game sealing shots. Yeah. Um. So and, and these are two guys that are you know what I'm saying if you go on Twitter right now and ask, hey, who's the best player in the NBA? I think less people are, are more inclined to say LeBron James now than ever before. I think we're seeing yeah. more people say Kevin Durant is the best, more people saying Giannis is the best. How can Giannis not be the best? He just dominated. He's the NBA. You know, and, and it's it's kind of like a what have you done for me lately league, and LeBron got bounced early, so you understand that. But these are the two guys. If you're, if you're asking me who the two best players in the NBA are, those are the first two guys I'm telling you, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Right. One A or one B. You can order them however you want. So there's, there's kind of bragging rights on the line this year, if you ask me. Um, and just going down, you know, kind of mentioning your your what you said about the Lakers and their style of play of being able to kind of just go big. I think these teams kind of have just been going tit for tat with each other all off season long, and it's just been so yeah. fun to watch, right? Like the the Nets got James Harden, and the Lakers said, you know what, we're going to get Russell Westbrook. The yep. the Lakers started getting big, and they and now you know they're going to have Anthony Davis at the four, and then maybe somebody else at the five. And Nets said, okay, we're going to raise you that. Let's go get Paul Millsap and Lamarcus Aldridge, right? And and let's go get Patty Mills, so we have depth. You know, it's these teams are trying to go are trying to go tit for tat with each other, and I think that favors the Nets in a way. Because I think the Nets just have more styles they can play, right? You can you can do uh, Kyrie, you can do James Harden at the one, Kyrie at the two, Kevin Durant at the three, uh, Paul Millsap or Blake Griffin at the four, Lamarcus Aldridge or Nick Claxton at the five, and have that match up with whoever else the, the Lakers are going to do. I don't know how I how I feel about the Lakers going small, right? If the Lakers try to go small against the Nets, I think that matchup favors the Nets ten times out of ten. If the if the Lakers go big. Now I think the Nets have the roster to kind of match going big, and I think that favors them. So I'm I'm really interested to see how this first preseason game goes, and I'm going to be just watching both of these teams over the course of the year because I want to see how they how they kind of you kind of don't really know who a team is until they get punched in the mouth, right? For the Nets, that was the game last year in Detroit. Detroit had the worst offense in the league. I think they had an offensive rating that was below 100, uh, probably like 90 something offensive rating at that point, and they scored 122 points on the Nets, and it was just like sound the alarm. This team doesn't play defense. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? And then they got their stuff together, you know? And then from there, they started rattling off. I think they won eight out of their their next 10 games after that, and the season was saved. So I kind of want to see what those moments look like for both teams, and uh, it's going to be so much fun to watch. How is the city approaching this? Because obviously it's 
you know, New York, more of a more of a a Knicks town or whatever. But the Knicks and, and the Knicks did have that exciting playoff run where they finally won a playoff yeah. game. So shouts to the Knicks. But 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 like with with the way you have East Coast, West Coast here, you do have the names involved here. Like I, I what what ingredient is missing here? What what like, what needs does, does it need to be? You know, on court stuff that happens over the course of the season because, like, yes, it's a it's a preseason game, and maybe we'll get like three minutes of of the main guys on the court uh, combined or whatever because it's a preseason game. But I'm just right. is is New York approaching this like a New York uh, L A kind of a thing too, or or is everybody just kind of more focused on on their little corners of the world where it's more of it it, it would mean more if it was Knicks Lakers rather than Nets Lakers. Do you think that matters? Um, that's an interesting question. I, I think no matter what the Nets do, the Nets could win five championships in a row. This is still going to be a Knicks town, right? Yeah. I think there's no yeah, way Clippers-ish. that it's going to become a Nets town, right? Just like there's no way LA is going to become a Clippers town. But but what you're seeing now is Knicks fans now last season buying Nets tickets and saying, hey, I'm going to go watch that Nets games in the middle of a season where they're doing pretty well. I started to see some Knicks fans saying, hey, no, I'm going to go catch Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. We start to see, you know what I'm saying, guys at uh, at Barclays said James Harden gets the trade. James Harden gets traded to Brooklyn. And then out of nowhere, we start seeing Lil Baby show up at the game's courtside. And Lil mm-hmm. Baby is bringing his celebrity friends, right? And now it's just a different energy uh, at Barclays Center. So, I, you know, I, I don't think it's ever going to be, you know, a, a time where th- it's going to be a complete Nets town because that would mean th- there's no I, – I couldn't imagine what the, what would have led to that happening, right? You win mm-hmm. so many championships. The Knicks are in a great position right now. I think one thing that kind of embodies where, this, where, where the two teams are is, you know, J.J. Redick is a free agent and – there's no like he could e- easily sign with either the Nets or the Knicks right now, right? And if he wanted to, if he wanted to join the Nets right now and play for a championship, he could do that. But if he wanted to play for a playoff team and actually have a role on that team, he could easily go to New York, right? And, and I think he's spoken on this like he, he wants to come back home and play in New York because I believe he has a property out here somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two teams, this is this is kind of the most competitive we've seen these two teams, uh, since what Carmelo Anthony and Darren Williams. And, and that was a lot of fun, uh, and, and I, I can't wait for that to happen again. But as it as it pertains to this uh, this this Nets and, and and Lakers, I guess we'll call it a semi rivalry. They got to meet up first, and oh man, I wish they would have made the finals last year, both of them. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of this is going to have to be done on the floor because neither of these teams are going to go on Twitter and start tweeting at each other like, oh, it's it's, it's game to like, no, that's not going to happen. I think we're going to start seeing some of the sparks fly uh, in the preseason game, and then we're going to see it really really kick up uh when they when they first play in the regular season yeah i i actually take that a step further and say that like the fact that they have been so quiet about the other side of this there has been no shit talking at all like it has just been right. going about your business the lakers were involved in the patty mills discussion too uh he winds up going to brooklyn still didn't get any kind of like piping up or anything like that. It was just, it's, it's both these two sides are just kind of respectfully giving each other their space. And I actually I didn't even I, mentioned Deandre Jordan, Deandre well, Jordan just swapped yeah. sides. And now look at that. Right. Right. And, and, and like the closest he came to talking about the nets was, you know, he's, he, he said that he wanted to compete and he didn't see the opportunity to compete out there in, in Brooklyn compared to where he is with the Lakers, but still like there's, there hasn't been any, shade thrown uh, at either side of this and i i actually kind of like it i kind of like that there's 
I think both sides acknowledge that's the that's the team that we probably have to beat. They both acknowledge like, all right, that nobody else has the kind of fire, firepower that we have. So this is probably how where things are going to wind up. Let's not offer any of the locker room fodder before we actually have right. to. And it, and it makes those, I, I, I do think we might get some fireworks over the course of the season, especially as if one side starts playing better, the other one starts kind of slowing down, or if they're both playing really, really well, you know, there are going to be questions asked about it. I, I, I still don't know if we'll necessarily get to a point where it's like a, a, a rivalry or anything like that. That takes years of, of building. Yeah. But I do think over the course of the season, because it's kind of like magic and Larry where, they just saw what was happening in the newspaper and they're like, all right, well, that's what magic did last night. I got to do this tonight. Or, you know, magic, well, Larry got a triple double. I got to go out and do the same thing here. I, I kind of, I kind of see the relationship going like that early on uh, rather than any kind of sniping it one way or the other. You you know what else I think plays a, a big part in this is, you know, last season hurt for both of those teams. You know, if you yeah. thought, if you'd have asked the Lakers, if they, thought they'd be out in the first round by any stretch they would have laughed at you crazy and if you would have told Kevin Durant that Giannis was going to eliminate him in the second round of the finals he probably would have cursed you out in your dms right so I think at this point these guys are done <laughs> or publicly talking, right? like he, he right or publicly or, or publicly right? <laughs> my or, guess or, is or that probably goes said. public <laughs> <laughs> right either way though I, I think we've reached a level of I right, we're done talking Right. We, we've talked about this enough and last season that didn't happen. So let's just put our heads down and put the work in. And there's nothing that needs to. When you look at this roster, it, it's, you don't got to say shit. You know what it is. These guys mm -hmm. have talent on their teams. They have more talent than everybody else in the NBA by far. If you ask me, I don't think there's any team in the. I think there's one A and one B and that's Lakers and, 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 and Nets. You can put them however you want. And then from there there's everyone else is basically in fifth is fifth and down, right? Like, I don't think there's a three, four or five, there's five through 30. Right. And lump those other teams together. I don't think anybody else comes close. And I think when you're at that point, it's like, okay, well, there's nothing that can be said. We have to actually capitalize. I think these teams are done talking and they want to play. What happened with DeAndre Jordan? Like, well, like, well, he was, he, he goes My there. My favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but, but like he goes, he he uh, gets the contract that he gets. He we know that he's very close with both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and and then finds himself on the outside looking in of the rotation, and then you know asks out. Basically, it what was there? What's the middle part of that story that we're missing right now? And I mean, how well, is it, it that Brooklyn starts... was just like, okay, yeah, go ahead, you can go to the Lakers. Like that that felt like well, a red <laughs> flag for, for for me being a Laker fan. <laughs> it, well, this this kind of this has been playing out in slow motion since the day Kenny Atkinson got canned, right? Since the day he mm -hmm. stepped down and Jacques Vaughn took over and decides to promote DeAndre Jordan over Jared Allen, right? That's where this sets in, at least in the eye of public perception, because DeAndre Jordan at no point was he more impactful of a player than Jared Allen on the floor. But mm -hmm. he's an older guy. He's wiser. He's a veteran, you know, and this was a year ago before we really started to see his kind of just like his, I want to say his body wear down, but he just wasn't in the best shape this year, you know, mm -hmm. and that kind of, well, this is last year, last year. And that became more apparent as you go on and you start watching these nets and how they want to switch everything. And you see how DeAndre Jordan just incapable. And like if you guys, if you guys are getting, if you guys are playing a team like the Kings, and DeAndre Jordan has to guard De'Aaron Fox for whatever reason because you guys are switching the five and the one. Good luck. He's going to get eaten up. And that's any big man, but DeAndre Jordan especially. And, and yeah. it's unfortunate because life of the party, right? Great locker room guy. Great guy. I saw him one time. 
at an event. We shared a couple laughs. We always shared a couple laughs. But, you know, my job is to call it how it is. And when you call yeah. it how it is with a guy who's older and who's aging and who's aging, like, visibly right before your very eyes, you got like, to call a spade a spade. Yeah. And, and it's just unfortunate. So it, it, he ended up just phasing out. Uh, and it was just so crazy how it happened because it happened immediately after they trade Jared Allen in the James Harden deal. Right. That deal puts more pressure on DeAndre. And now you're looking at Nick Clax, like, hey, Nick, we need you to come in and be that versatile five because DeAndre's not him. And, and that's kind of where it starts, right? You go to Nick, then you go to Blake Griffin, and now you're playing small ball because Blake's not a real five. Um, then you also bring in LaMarcus Aldridge, right? And LaMarcus Aldridge, as soon as LaMarcus, once LaMarcus Aldridge got there, uh, DeAndre Jordan never saw the floor again. He was a DNP uh, yeah. ever since. He didn't touch the floor. And then even after uh, he abruptly retired due to his heart issue, DeAndre Jordan still didn't touch the floor. It was tough. Uh, and it was tough because of how important, per se, you want to say he is in that locker room, right? Like, yeah. it wasn't just two. It was it was him, Kyrie, and, and Kevin Durant that all came together, and he was considered to be part of that nucleus. But that's another thing, right? If DeAndre Jordan doesn't take a $40 million deal, there's a chance he's still in Brooklyn, right? If he signed a lower contract, if he signed a deal, like, maybe at the mid-level, four years, $20 million, something like that, you know what I'm saying, at the, at the tax, at the taxpayer mid-level, which is whatever, in, the, in that five to $6 million range, if he takes that, instead of going for a four-year, $40 million deal, there's a chance that he's still on this team. But he wanted to get paid, and now the Nets couldn't afford it. So it's a, it's a, it's a combination of things. It's the contract, four years, $40 million. He still had two years, $20 million owed on it. Um, the DNPs racking up. Um, and, and just the, the style of basketball that this team wanted to play. They wanted to switch everything. They wanted to be able to move. Um, and he just unfortunately wasn't able to do a lot of those things. So they, they, they moved on from him. How did he like before before the release and all of that? Like, how did he handle that? Was it was it? A, oh, a, we wouldn't know. He didn't thing? talk to us. He didn't yeah. talk to us for a long time. We, 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 we didn't because and, and that's another part of of the job that's kind of, of it's kind of messed up, but it's, it's, the, it's the nature of the game. When someone starts declining in a way that you have to write about them, you have to write about them and you're probably yeah. not going to write nice things about them. Right. Yeah. I had to, I, I never wrote that he was washed, but I found every other way to say that, you know, <laughs> and it's just unfortunate that now yeah. other people start to connect the dots and say, Hey, he's washed and, and et cetera, et cetera. And now he doesn't want to talk to the media. Number one, because he's not playing. But number two, because he knows that we're going to ask him why he thinks he's not playing. It, it just dragged on. And it was just, it, it was, it was extra. And, you know, it, uh, he's a great guy, man. Really, really solid, really swell dude. Hilarious. You're going to have so much fun in his, pre, in his post-game and pre-game pressers. But um, so long I, as he's I don't playing. know. Yeah, if, if he's, yeah, if he's playing. If he's not playing, then you probably won't see him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Like. I think for, for one thing that Phil Jackson said uh, over the various stops that he made was like the, the toughest player to coach in the NBA or in professional sports is a superstar whose time has passed them up, you know, and, and, and for, for all of, you know, for at that time, he was kind of throwing shade at Kobe and he was kind of throwing shade at Shaq a little bit, but, but it, it's, it's still. Sure. He know, wasn't throwing shade at Carmelo whenever he said that. Uh, he, well, might have been Mello. I, I thought Mello was in his prime when he was coaching um, when 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 they crossed paths. But, it, you know, either way, like it, it doesn't make it any less true is my point. It is like, yeah, because like, at the end, at the end of the day, like DeAndre Jordan probably still feels like he can get out there and and he can go up there and he can catch lobs. 12 feet, uh, you know, 12 feet high or whatever. And and granted, he can, he can do that. He yeah. can absolutely do that. And that's why, you know, and I thought. 
you know, I thought that if there's any series that you needed DeAndre Jordan for, it would have been the Buck series, right? Because mm-hmm. he, you need someone who has that size and that physicality that's going to be able to go up against a guy like Giannis, is going to be able to bang with a guy like Brooke Lopez. And Steve Nash just did not play him, right? Did not play him against them. Did not play him in the first series, in the first round against Tristan Thompson or Robert Williams. It was a game where Robert Williams had, no, Tristan Thompson had nine offensive rebounds. I think Robert Williams had a game with nine blocks. It was crazy. And he never went to DJ. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, if this is your biggest, strongest guy on the roster, right? I know Blake Griffin is strong, but DeAndre Jordan is taller. I'm going to give him the strength edge. If this is your strongest guy on the roster, and you know he can still, we know he can still get up for alley oops and dunk. Him and James are connected on those for a long time. Then you really don't think he can move around on defense, and that's really mm-hmm. what it boils down to. Because he has the IQ, you don't think he can move around on defense, and you don't think he's going to give it 100 whenever he's out there. And that's that's what it boiled down to. I don't think DeAndre Jordan gave his gave 100 last year. Mm. Yeah, they, the 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 clips on that are pretty clear. <laughs> like it's not yeah. it's not even like that's your that it, it, it has to be your opinion there. Like the clips are there. They're they're they were there in Dallas. They were there last year in Brooklyn. They're probably going to be there again this year with the Lakers. We'll just see how everybody handles those situations as as they come to pass. Well, thank you very much, Christian, for hopping on 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 uh, late notice and and given how. We're all trying to enjoy the last vestiges of of our break here. I saw somebody Bruh. tweet out. We have we have twenty days, dude. Did you did you did you see this? Somebody tweeted out today as we're recording this. We have twenty days till the first preseason game. Oh my goodness! Twenty days until I don't have a life anymore. <laughs> it's been fun while it lasted, man. I, I wish I wish I, I could do this all year round. I blinked and half my, my half our vacation went away. They're, they're just gone. It's just not. It's just not coming back. But, you know, uh, now but, I'm more appreciative of my editor who really just didn't. You know, I, he could have been hounding me every other day talking yeah. about where's your stories, what are you writing. He let me chill. I'm grateful because now I'm about to be a zombie. <laughs> We're gonna be giving uh, DeAndre Jordan levels of of effort by like the second month of the season. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might get you traded elsewhere and then bought out. That's what that's gonna do. Well, oh, thank you very man. much, man. Again, you guys could check out Christian's stuff at the New York Daily News. Uh, he covers the Nets there, covers the NBA at large, does great, great work there. So uh, thank you very much, Christian. And uh, let's let's talk in less than like three years. The the gap that we had yeah. between the last conversation was like three years. We'll we'll make sure to make that a shorter one this time. Listen, the pandemic is our fault for not talking in in enough time. So let's not let's not cause the human race any more any more trouble. Let's link <laughs> up. Good. All right, everybody, that's yeah, gonna do it. Me, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Anthony Irwin Show. Until next week, I'm Anthony Irwin saying, "Have a good one."